Hi, listeners. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Hi, Sam. We were talking about hair care, and we just thought we'd start recording. Yeah, I know. You guys always want to hear what we talk about when we're not editing the podcast. I was saying that I bought this new like hair styling cream because I always catch trends so late. I'm very aware that they exist. I feel like I always wait to see what trends are going to stick around, you know, like yeah. hoop earrings, for example, hoops have been things like my grandma wore hoops in the seventies. Like that's when hoops were really big and then hoops started to come back and I was like, eh, I still feel like they're a little bit too retro. And now I've yeah. hopped on the hoop trend like a year late. I know the trends are crazy. Like if you asked me what a few years ago, if slicked back low buns and low ponytails were going to be a thing, I would be like, absolutely not. There's no way that that's, that's going to be popular. That's what we used to do in the pool when we would make our hair look like colonial men, you know, when yeah. you little and you would like flip it forward and then flip it back. <laughs> Stuff like that. I this was probably when I was like 11. I used to wear like boys basketball shorts. So like right above my knee. Oh my gosh, um, baller Sam. I know, a t-shirt naturally. And then my hair in like a low center part slicked back ponytail. Yeah. How trendy. How trendy was I? I know. Well, it's so wild because like even middle parts for a while, like middle parts were a joke. People like middle parts were not a thing. And then now they're back, which I'm so glad because I love a good middle part. I know. I'm wearing a middle part right now. I read an article yesterday about, and none of this is information that we don't already know, but it was about how like the fashion industry is the best example of consumerism re trending they make they convince you that like you need this stuff in order yeah. to be a well-functioning member of society you know and I'm so susceptible to marketing I was in Ulta with my friend Caroline yesterday and we were at the checkout and you know like how they have like those little travel sizes of everything at like the Sephora and Ulta checkout yeah I went bananas bananas I spent so much money and I was just sitting there like I didn't even need all of this I know no it's the marketing is it's like directly speaking to me you were influenced is what happened you were totally but I mean sometimes I'm influenced for good stuff like TikTok the other day about a probiotic and I've been meaning to take a probiotic and I just kind of ordered it so I hope it works (coughs) sorry Oh my god! I, cho- I choked my coffee. Um, I didn't know that you felt that strongly about me ordering a probiotic. <laughs> so today we are talking with about that. So with that, so we're talking about planning and how we can better plan with our ADHD brains. And for a second, can we just talk about the fact that this episode about planning <laughs> is the latest that Sam and I have ever recorded an episode before release, simply because our lack of planning. Yeah, we could not plan. It was a twofold issue. One, and because we tell you guys mostly everything anyway, I had a particularly rough weekend for no reason at all. I just was going through it. And I think one of the best things about working with your best friend is that, you know, I said to you, oh, I can still record this as yesterday. Because like this podcast is what gives me joy. And like, I knew I would feel better once I did it. 
Yeah. Like kind of like working out and then you do it and you're like really happy that you did it. But sometimes I feel like if we're struggling too much with our mental health, this, it like the conversation and the quality of the pod does suffer a little bit. So you were very much like, no, let's wait until you feel better. And then (laughs) I got a text from Alana, literally two minutes before we're supposed to record. And she's like, I'm still noodling on what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Give me 15 more minutes. But you really pulled it together. I did. It's it's so funny because sometimes I have, I mean, I think we all have this, like weeks where just it feels like things kind of maybe work comes a little bit easier. There's more ideas. There's more, we're able to think better. And then there's other times where I just, I truly do feel like, like there's this barrier, this like mental block there that makes it so I just can't sometimes, which yeah. is a lot. But I mean, overall, there's so many things we can always talk about. I just... Um, I think the perfectionist in me too is always like, well, is this the right topic for this week? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, we think it, we think yeah, about it a lot. And I can't plan to save my life. This works out great, which is weird though, because if I'm going on a trip, I will plan within an inch of my life and that's really great. Yeah. But it's when it comes to the daily stuff, you know, it goes back to what we always talk about, which is like, we're looking for that immediate source of dopamine. Mm-hmm. And planning does not give me that. So no. I won't do it. I will not do it. <laughs> I will not. No, that's exactly what I was going to say, like the way that our brains work. And we're so focused on what's giving us dopamine in that moment that I think we avoid the, a lot of times we can avoid the things that are lower dopamine things like planning and scheduling things out. Like that's just not that fun, you know? Um, <laughs> um What? I'm just laughing how you're like, it's just not that fun. No, it, it is not. <laughs> it's, it's not at all. This is something really interesting about this community. Like we're not, everyone's so different. And I think some of us, because of the challenges we've had, we like overcompensate in other ways. And like, for example, if we know we're going to forget things, sometimes we'll overcompensate in like planning to down to a T, which is really good. Like yeah. I find that there's, it's really, it's really common for ADHDers to be that type of like really rigid planner. And then also for a ton of ADHDers to really struggle with that planning aspect. So it's twofold. Yeah. And I also think like where it gets more likely and a lot more complex, as you know, is that we do both at the same time. Yeah. Like I was at a dinner last night and I was talking to a friend about, she was going to the airport for a 6.30 flight, 6.30 in the morning. So she had to be at the airport at like five or something. And I was like, okay, so you leave the house at 4.30. She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, have you packed already? And she was like, yeah, I packed like, I've been packing like this whole week. And I was like, if I'm leaving the house, even at 4.30 in the morning to catch a flight, I will wake up at 3.30 to pack. And like, I will plan that the night before. I'll be like, okay, I know I need to wake up at 3.30 because I have to pack. I do not know why I do that. It is deeply stressful. I yeah. will leave it until the last minute. Well, this is the thing that's so interesting is like I do the same thing. I wait till the last minute for so many things. But then a lot of times, especially from doing something for someone else, planning something for someone else, I will over deliver. Like I will absolutely do everything, think of everything. Yet when it comes to like planning things for my own life or like personal things, when I'm doing something for myself, it takes 
every ounce of energy and executive function to be able to plan it. It's so weird how it changes. I was laughing when you said that because of like you planned an entire bachelorette trip within an inch of your life. And then that's the second time I've used that phrase in the last 10 minutes. I stand by it though. And you just planned a bridal shower. And both of those require so much TLC and you did such a magnificent job. And thank you. But then I know that we both have like weekends where we have a lot to do, but we'll plan none of it. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. But it's also hard because like getting into a serious note, part of the only way to stay afloat in life is by taking care of yourself. And sometimes I think that that's what suffers is like, I do, I try, so I overcompensate with other people because I love them or, you know, for a a plethora of reasons. And then the only person that suffers is me because when it comes time to take care of myself, I'm so burnt out that I, so I just went on a week long trip. And before I leave for a trip, that's like kind of over, if it's longer than like four days, I'll like clean out my fridge. Yeah. And um, so I cleaned out my fridge and I got back last Wednesday and it is Monday today and I still have not been to the supermarket. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you just have nothing to eat. Literally, nothing. I have two cheese sticks and some olives. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. I think I have like a frozen veggie burger in the fridge, but like, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like when everything needs attention, the person, the only thing that suffers is myself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it, like last week in the episode with Sydney, we talked about like the spoon theory and have you only, how you only have a certain yeah. amount of spoons for, you know, it changes every day, right? And it's so true. Like we use up all of our spoons for other people or for, yeah. I'm sure what other, all the other things you were doing know, coming just, back from a trip, you know? Like my job. Like I didn't even unpack yeah. my suitcase until yesterday. And there's no reason for that. I mean, it's not like I'm running around all the time. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I watched four movies this weekend. During that time, I could have been unpacking my suitcase. I could have used that time to go to the grocery store, but I didn't. And like even that downtime watching movies, I felt so guilty about what I should have been doing with my time that it didn't even feel like good rest time because I was like guilting myself the whole time. And you needed that downtime you needed that time to relax especially even just coming back from a trip like those transitions can be so exhausting like going from one thing to another like that and getting back into it um but you know that I'm glad you mentioned the suitcase thing this is like an ongoing joke in the ADHD community is like are you someone who unpacks right away or are you someone who your suitcase sits there for weeks and I'm the one it sits there for weeks most of the time I do unpack right away. Like, I mean, not most of the time, honestly. Yeah. Like I'd say 50-50 I'll unpack right away. But yeah. for me, instead of it being like that, it goes back to what we talked about like a couple of months ago where some days I'll have days where I'm like super on top of it and I feel really good. Yeah. And then we don't – and then some days I have days where I can't – I go to bed feeling really guilty because I didn't really accomplish anything. But I will say the one thing that medication did for me that I really miss now that I'm not on it is it made my level, like this is so obvious, this is like such a duh thing, how much I was accomplishing every day. Like it made it super consistent, you know, like I would wake up nothing. I would, that wasn't to say I would do everything I needed to do in one day, but like I would be very conscientious about what I could do on my to-do list and what needed to be pushed. And I really do miss that. Like I do feel like sometimes I'm out here. And it's so inconsistent. 
with yeah. what I do every day. And that's kind of hard to deal with in that whole planning thing. Cause I don't really know what I'm planning for. Like what Sam is going to wake up. It is, yeah, no, it is really challenging. And that's, that's the thing about one of the things about medication that is super helpful is like that initiation, like getting started on things. Like there's less of that just pondering and being like, Oh, yeah. how should I start? Where should I start? It's a little bit easier to just kind of get started at times. Right. So I was gathering a few different tips for kind of how we can work through this and some different ways to help us plan that I think are really important for ADHD brains. Yeah. Um, starting with, this is so important. And this can sometimes be separate from like the actual p- sitting down and planning or thinking about it. it doesn't have to be like sitting down and planning. It could be just like writing something on your phone. Totally. But what I'm saying is add in a brain dump before you're doing any type of planning allow yourself to just take all of your thoughts about this thing. Like, Oh, I have to do this thing. I have to do this part. I have to do that part. Just put it on paper, put it on your phone. Just start by like getting it all out of your head. Cause that's, that's the hardest idea. These have changed my life. It's so much easier to manage thoughts when you can see them. Agree. Agree. It's, it's just so much better. And then because of course, also with the the way that our brains work too, when we're approaching planning and we're approaching the starting it, we're thinking of all those thoughts at once. And that's like a lot of different things. It's kind of like that overwhelming feeling of like, well, where would I start? Like, of course, planning is going to sound so overwhelming when we have a million thoughts that are like intertwining in our head, as opposed yeah. to like being able to start and be like, okay, let's address this one first. You know have what I mean? Have you seen those memes? Where I'm not going to describe the picture, just like the caption. And it's like an ADHD person interrupting an entire conversation to say this one thought before they forget it. That's yeah. how I am with planning things and like writing lists and stuff. Something mm-hmm. will pop, I'll be writing something and something will pop into my head. And I'm like, I have to get that down before I forget it. So I'll write that down. But then I'll try and go back and I'll have forgotten what I was writing. Yeah. 100% all the time. And you know what? Everyone's advice is slow down. Okay. (laughs) Our brains literally just don't slow down. That is simply not an option. I cannot do that. Or I would have done that. (laughs) Years ago. Yeah, for real. It's like when I get sad, someone's like, don't be sad. Don't be anxious, Sam. Don't be anxious. Um, We do that. We do. But yeah, so starting with that, like what we can see, we can work through. So that's one of my all-time favorite things that I just think is so helpful. Even I started doing this, I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but like even when I was like in a really low spot and I was having like a million really sad thoughts about myself at once, I, for the first time, I like wrote them down in a notes app and then I like went through each, like I kind of looked through each one and it did make me realize, it was like, these are pretty silly. Like these are kind of mean, you know? Yeah. We talk about this all the time, but like... The way that you talk about your, I feel like with the writing this stuff down, you can't really see the way that you talk about yourself or the way that yes. you talk to yourself until you see it in writing. And then you're like, oh my God. I know. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my can God. you chill, Alana? Yeah. You're so oh, mean. I know. Um, so the next thing I wanted to mention is with that, no, I can't. Yeah, moving on. Um, the next thing I wanted to mention is. Why is this important? Whatever it is, whether you're planning for something for yourself or you're planning it for someone else, before we sit down and say, okay, I need to figure out a way to plan, 
why? Like, why are we even doing this in the first place? There's something in us that makes this important. There's something that we want to do, whether it's feeling less overwhelmed later, whether it's helping a friend, identifying what that benefit is for us. The next thing that I think is really important is what barriers are going to or likely could arise? What things are going to get in the way from allowing you to follow through with this? Things that could happen. You know what my only barrier is? What? Me. (laughs) I am my only barrier. But let's dig deeper. What about it? What is it? That I is I just don't feel like it. I don't like it's yeah. It's like this like monster that I don't know how to tackle. Like sometimes I just don't feel like it. Yeah. And I guess is like your whole point about finding out your why, because then you can return to that when you just don't feel like it to help reorient you. But like I don't know. For me, it's not so much like. Like, okay, for me, what it is, is I'll always get stuff done, but I'll do mm-hmm. it right before it needs to be done. And yeah, I wish absolutely. I didn't live like that. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get that. And what I hear you saying is like feeling like it's this huge monster and everything. That's overwhelm, right? Like yeah. that's feeling like the thing is too big. And yeah, we could do all these different things. We can remind ourselves why it's important and stuff, but not any one of these strategies alone typically is enough. Usually it's a few different things. And at different times, we have to lean on some of these more than the others. And that brings me, what a smooth transition. That brings me to my next one, (laughs) planning a time to plan. I know that sounds so counterintuitive, but here's the thing that I'm thinking about this. Our executive functioning skills, it takes a lot of mental energy to be like, oh, well, when, what am I going to do? When am I going to do that? Where am I going to do that? If we make a significant effort to say like, okay, I'm going to pair this with something nice, something enjoyable for you. I know you like, like your coffee shops a lot, like doing something like that for me, like maybe it's both coffee, both of our examples are coffee. I was going to say like getting your favorite drink and saying like, this is the plan. Like tomorrow at this time, I'm going to pick up my favorite iced coffee and then I'm going to sit in this place outside and I'm going to spend 10 minutes and I'm going to just plan how I'm going to do this. I have heard the best things about morning pages. Have you ever heard of morning pages? No. It's really just a journal routine people do in the morning. They call it their morning pages. So there's not like a specific script or set of prompts or anything, but like it's five minutes. It is not supposed to be a journal session. It is just your morning pages. And I think like it can even be like three things you're grateful for, three things you want to accomplish today or what you dreamt about last night. It's just like a moment right when you wake up to like center yourself and you do have to plan that. Like you have to plan before you go to bed. I'm going to wake up at X time, do the X thing. You know, I get what you mean when you say you need to plan time to plan. When we allow ourselves to just say, I'll get to it eventually. The way that our brains work like that, and nothing's wrong with that. That typically just isn't how we get things done, you know? Um, And so kind of, it's almost like set also setting a little bit of a fake deadline too. It's like, if you plan this part of your day to do this one thing, that's, that's what it's for. And this isn't foolproof. Like we're going to have times where we don't do it perfectly, but it's kind of all about like building our confidence and knowing as we build these skills, it will get a little bit easier over time. And even if this is the thing, even if we still kind of wait till the last minute, 
but we did it a little bit earlier than we typically do. Yeah. Like that is still progress. And that's how we can like move forward and be like, okay, next time I'm going to do this a little bit earlier to help myself feel less stressed or less overwhelmed. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is building in time. So this kind of goes for more of like the long-term planning type thing leaving time for life to happen. Like we know that things come up. Like we know that that in my own way, (laughs) I I call it noodle time. I need time to noodle. Exactly. And this is also, especially for, I mean, anyone, just any of us with other responsibilities, which we all have, these things come up. And so if we know that things are going to come up, that's even more of a benefit to getting things done a little bit earlier, not even getting them done early, but like opening the door early, like doing your brain dump a little like first and then moving forward from there. Yeah, I agree with that. And the other thing that I, I kind of mentioned, like, you know, preparing for the barriers and everything. What I mean by this is when we have a plan, like when this happens, like when I lose motivation, I will do this. I will go to this place and have a little date with myself and replan again. Like we know the things that come up, the things that keep us from staying on track. Like this happens. It's us. We all are familiar with what it is that gets us. It's us. We're all familiar with what that is for us. So plan for them. Because when we have a little bit of a strategy for when this happens, this is how we're going to handle it. That's how we feel more in control of the situation. How often do we just forget that we're working towards something? Like, I feel like that's really common. All the time. It's just like there's other things that come up and then that's our priority. So we we just kind of forget. I think planning times, putting it in your schedule, putting in reminders to revisit those, like revisit it. You're not saying that I'm going to get a lot of it done. You're just revisiting where have I made, Mm -hmm. like have I made progress, what needs to be adjusted, what's working. And this is like what I do with my clients, of course. And sometimes we do need that extra accountability, but we can do that for ourselves. We can do that with friends. How often do I say to you, I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this task for behind the the scenes of the podcast or something. And just so I know that I told someone else, it makes it more real, you know? Totally. Yeah. We do this all the time. This is why I'm bringing this up is like knowing when we need more accountability, more support. And for some goals we don't, and for others we do. And there is nothing wrong with that. That is the point. That is the part of like ongoing ADHD management is like being able to know when we need more support. And I don't know if you guys are like this, but like, I think sometimes I'm like, wouldn't it be so cool if I could just do all this by myself? Like everyone would be like, oh my God, she's incredible, (laughs) you know? And then I do it and I do it well, but it's not enjoyable for me, you know? So yeah. Right. Or we use up, like we said, like all of our spoons, there's not, there's nothing left for us. And then we're just like, okay, great. Now I'm exhausted. I'm dead inside. (laughs) And then the last thing I want to leave you guys with is being flexible, being able to adjust and in a non-judgmental way, because this is the thing that really, I think so often it's like, we might struggle to plan something and then we feel so bad. And then we're like, Oh, I always just have to wait till the last minute. And it's like, well, we play this. I know. And it's like, well, do we, or is this just this like um, narrative that we've like kind of attached to ourselves? which sometimes we do. A lot of us do our best work at the last minute. That's fine. But it's like, totally. do we always like, is really do we, (laughs) or is that just simply the only option? Overall, all of this is meant to be a support for us, like 
the reason we're talking about this is because it's meant to help us. It's meant to support our future self, whether that is us tomorrow or us in three weeks or us in three months, whatever it is. None of this is to say that like you need to be naturally good at planning. That's not what we're saying. We know that our brains struggle with these types of things. And so what can we do to support ourselves and make it a little bit easier moving forward? Yeah. Those are all really good tips. Just like kind of reorienting yourself around your why and just giving yourself some extra time because like you can't, I don't know about you. I can't jump into a task immediately. I need like five minutes of getting ready before. Mm-hmm. And then I need to plan in time. Cause I'm not going to sit down and do four hours of work. If I have four hours yeah. of work to do, I'm not going to sit down and work for four hours. I'm just totally. not. I, I'm, I feel like a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of listeners would agree with you on that. They'd be like, yeah, same. Um, yeah. And that yeah. also, I'm so annoying, but that just reminded me of one last really important thing, preparing your environment. So you, you don't want to yes. be in a place where you're going to, obviously we all get distracted and there's things that we're going to want to do where we're going to be like, oh, maybe I should organize this or maybe I should go, you know, clean my kitchen or maybe I should go do this other thing. Pull my laundry. Yeah, exactly. So making sure that If you are going to make an intentional effort to kind of plan, how can you be in an environment that's going to support that? So I will close Mm -hmm. off. For me, it's exiting my apartment. My bed and my TV are so close Mm -hmm. to me when I'm working that it's like sometimes the call is too much. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. As this chaotic episode, we appreciate it. I know. I'll let you guys know how the hair styling cream works out. Yes. Catch me in a slicked back bun next week. I know. So trendy. So trendy. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at coaching by Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support and we will talk to you next week.